you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello there, this is your host, Susan Rosen. Today, I thought that I would talk a little bit about what's commonly called winter depression. And some people might know it as SAD, S-A-D, which stands for Seasonal Affective Disorder. And as you can probably guess, if you didn't already know, that this has to do with when there is less sunlight during the darker parts of the late fall and the early winter in particular. And that can bring on a type of depression Different people have it to different degrees, but it is still a type of depression. So it brings on a lot of the same feelings, which is why they call it a depression, which is um, not enjoying the things that you normally would, having a lot of fatigue, Um, difficulty concentrating, you find that you're sleeping too much. You know, when it's a really extreme, people could actually be starting to have suicidal thoughts. And I think that once they figured this out, which was quite a while ago, they started trying to treat it the same way that they treat the usual types of depression. And one of those is to use antidepressants. But they've also, in the meantime, have developed some other kinds of machines, actually, that seems to me, if you can do that and use it, and if it works for you, that that would be a lot better than being on or taking these these um, antidepressants, even though with the antidepressants, you don't end up taking it all year round. You only take it, you start it and build up a little bit on it before the light really starts to get short during the winter, the late fall and the early winter. And then after that, after you get past that, then you slowly get yourself off of the antidepressants. So you're really only on it for maybe half a year, if that much. So it's better than with the usual depression that people are on it all the time and all year round, which can create a lot of issues of its own. So as I said, the, um, the symptoms that people have can be either mild or very, very severe. So the milder people have sh- a shorter lasting form of it, and they just call that winter blues. 
And for some people, a mild sad is distressing, needless to say, but it is manageable. And that's the thing I think that separates it from those with the very severe sad where it can really be debilitating. It can interfere with your life. And if you do start having suicidal thoughts, well, then sometimes I'm sure there's some people that actually try to go through with it, which is a whole other problem. And I think also creates a lot of other problems associated with it. Also, the the biggest thing too, as I said, is that it does go away. Sad goes away on its own. If you can get to the point where the days start getting longer, then it will just dissipate and go away until next year. So I don't know how many of you have actually had this diagnosis and gone to a doctor and gotten treatment for it. I would really be interested in hearing from some of you if you have, because it's such an interesting, um, I don't know, depression that it just shows and, and brings up, at least for me, is how we as human beings developed and we developed having to do with and and in reaction to, as well as in conjunction with, the way that the earth works, the way that the earth turns, the way that the sun affects us, all of these things that it's so interesting to see how all of that is so totally out of our control, but at the same time, it controls us. Um, I'm probably not being real clear in what I'm trying to say, which is that as much as we have developed and how intelligent we are and how many things we as human beings have figured out and found out how to do, including going to the moon and being out in outer, out in space, um, we still are affected by how the sun light changes as we go around the sun. And it just takes us back to the fact that we are truly are a part of this whole solar system. Um, so coming back from getting too serious here, um, there, <laughs> what they're, what, one of the things that they are trying to use and they are finding, I think that it has been pretty successful is a light, um, machine that people can use. And it's kind of like a box is my understanding. And it's actually called bright light therapy. And it is the first thing that they try for to use with people who have mild to moderate SAD. Sometimes they also combine it with some antidepressants, but I think they just try first off to, what they're trying to do is to replace 
the daylight that these people are missing because the days just aren't long enough. And they want to replicate it in the way that the body reacts to it, which then would alleviate having to deal with the depression at all. So you sit 16 to 31 inches away from a special kind of light box, which is, I guess they say positioned above eye level, which is kind of interesting because that would simulate the sun being above us. And they do it first thing in the morning for about 30 minutes. Um, It has fluorescent bulbs in it, and it actually emits a controlled amount of white light, Um, but it's really actually a lot brighter than all of the lamps that we have, most of which have white light. And they said that um, in this article, I was reading that the most effective light boxes are emitting light at 10,000 lux, L-U-X, and lux is a a unit of measurement that actually is used to calculate how much illumination that particular light is creating. And you can, I'm sure you've probably heard a lot about all of the things about trying to have lower lux levels as you get closer and closer to your bedtime because that allows your brain to start knowing that it's time to go to sleep, at which point you will go to sleep and then you'll have better, a higher quality of sleep than you would if you've got these really bright lights on until the time that you that you do climb into bed. So this is kind of the opposite, where they want a really, really high amount of lux. And I'm sure that that's why they're having these people sit there in the morning to get that started because they don't want to do that right before they're going to bed. It's going to defeat the whole purpose. So they have another type of light therapy, which is really interesting, I thought. And it, it's called a dawn simulator. And it emits low levels of light in the morning that gradually brighten to room level light over 30 to 60, 30 to 90 minutes to awaken you and reset your body clock, which is essentially what you do normally um, when you wake up and then you, you kind of wake up with the light. Unless you're like me and you wake up a lot later than when the light comes up. But we won't get into that. So... Um, And it it seems that sometimes they use that in combination with a light box, which would be quite a bit of time sitting there with the light. But, you know, whatever you need to do, obviously. They've also tried doing some um, short-term cognitive behavioral therapy. And they combine that with the antidepressants and the bright light therapy. And that is for those people who have a much more serious um, version of the sad and the winter depression. So um, I guess the doctors just try and find out what combination of these different things is right for each person so that they can stop having the 
bad symptoms that I'm sure are very difficult to live with. I know regular depression can be. So that would make sense that this wouldn't be much different. Interestingly, though, is that there is also an opposite sad, which people experience in spring and summer onset, as opposed to the fall and winter, which is really kind of funny that if you think about it, and it lasts for the same, about the same amount of time, it's just the opposite. Um, it's much less common, which is not real surprising. It's also not as well studied, which I guess probably isn't, uh, isn't surprising either since it's a lot fewer people to take care of. And they don't really understand how and why this particular syndrome develops. The treatment, they say, is very similar f that they use for clinical depression, which is antidepressants, and they may be asked to limit their time spent in the natural daylight and use air conditioning to stay cool in the evenings. So it really is the, the opposite. Um, and I'm guessing that it was pretty easy to come up with the normal SAD syndrome and what to do about that. But the opposite, I could see where they might be having some problems with that. Because, again, it would be something out of the ordinary with the things that our bodies and, and us as human beings have developed. And, and they've done all of this research on what we're missing. And now they've got something that shows that pe people get too much of it. It's not good either. So that's kind of that's kind of the opposite, the, the two sides of one syndrome. So I hope you found that interesting. Um, personally, I don't think I've ever, no, I take that back. I think I did meet someone once and talk to him who had that sad syndrome, but it's, I just don't think it's very common. Um, like I said, I'd be interested to know if any of you listening to this have that or know of anyone, maybe in your family or some friends who have it. I would be really interested to know, um, you know, for instance, how old were they when it started? Do they have it under control? And what are they doing for it? So if you do, if you know of anybody like that, let me know. I would um, be interested in talking to them. Okay, on to the next piece of business for today. I wanted to talk about a little bit about a five-day training that I am doing. It's going to be in a Facebook group, and it's my first training, and it's called Good Say Goodbye to Overwhelm. Um, it is a free training, and if you're interested in it, please go to the Healthy Tips After 50 Facebook group, or you can go to my timeline. And you will be able to find a link there to 
the Facebook group, the closed Facebook group that we are doing the training in. And the training is not long. Um, it's five days long. And each day, the actual training that I'm going to do is only about 10 or 15 minutes. And the amount of work that you'll have to do sometime during the day is also going to be around 10 to 15 minutes. So it's not a large amount of time. But what I am going to try and do is to give everyone a few tools that they can use to stay out of overwhelm and that they can use when they do start falling into it to bring themselves back out of it and to say, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I know personally that overwhelm was one of the many things that definitely pushed me over the edge for a while there um, when I was taking care of my mom and a lot of other things were going on in my life. And um, overwhelm, it just kind of, it makes you react. It makes you... Um, not be as good at taking care of the things that you should be taking care of, as well as controlling your own emotions. Um, and I just want to help people to not have to go through what I went through and be able to kind of put themselves first so that they can then help other people in their lives, in their families, in their work. So if you are interested, um, I will put a link in the show notes. And I would love to have you guys there. So that's it. Now it's really is it for today. Um, and I will look forward to talking to you all next week. And I hope, ooh, that was good. I hope that you're having a good new year and a good January. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit healthytipsafter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.